more offensive yeah. words. Welcome to another episode of Key in the Lake Podcast. The podcast, the whiskey podcast, without the mention of whiskey in its title. <laughs> the premier podcast of such titles without whiskey in the title that talks about whiskey. Wilson. Oh, whiskey in the I was hoping there'd be a pun. Um, no pun in there. No one. puns. I don't uh, like puns. That's standard. What's that? That's James, a, I'm, one I'm, of I'm the improv puns. groups. I'm not a little bitch. Um, <laughs> but we are recording live <laughs> from the International Whoa. Recording Studios, known as Begal Brewing, the gold-winning, award-winning brewery for... Wilson, what's the beer? Barrel-aged... No, strong barrel-aged um, beer. Yeah. Yeah. Fobab tonight. Um, Fobab see tonight. See if they get another gold medal. This is uh, your host, Jake Hookie, the something of high precedence of losers that have a microphone in front of them and can talk about whatever they want on a weekly basis. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Such a highly introduction to myself. As always, Wilson Torres is with me. Hey, young world. And back for a third time. Yeah. Kind of even a fourth time because we left them hanging one time because yeah, of some scheduling back. conflicts. Harrison Pius is back in the house. Hey, it's good yeah. to be here, guys. Is it good? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, you don't it, seem it too is. enthusiastic. Listen, the he Red Bull's like, kicking in. It's, it's the Red Bull is like... Taking over the actual yeah. black coffee caffeine that uh, was, that's running through his veins right now. I got now. the all clear on my kidney function from my doctor <laughs> recently, and it was right back to energy drinks. It's Fantastic. Terrible. How long were you off of those? Oh, like a month and a half, two that's months. That's not bad. I at least switched to sugar-free for a while. Sugar-free is oh, pretty good. I can't do the sugar-free. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, roommate in college. Um, he worked for Red Bull, and so I'd go steal Red Bulls from his a room every morning. Oh, you know him, Matt Mobley. Matt Mobley. Shout out to Matt Mobley. Um, he's Fuckers took my. He's got my tie thing, man. He's got your tie thing. He's moving to Florida in Is like he really? three weeks. Where's he moving to Florida for? I don't know because he's a fucking idiot. Um, he's a weirdo, man. He's a fucking weirdo, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, he worked for Red Bull in college, and That's he's one of my roommates, and he'd sleep, you know, past all of his classes. So I'd sneak into his room and take a Red Bull every single morning, usually sugar free. And then at one point, Red Bull sponsored a party at our house. Oh, yeah. just like that. Did they just, bring the fire truck? They brought a lot of cars and a DJ booth and like high top tables, and they pl- they put plastic all over a floor so that we get just like yeah Dude, cover. That's cool. Girl, fe- girl fell through the ceiling that night. <laughs> wow, how'd you get this boring? It and sounds then, like you were way more wow, fun. And then uh, so wow. I was like, the cops come because it's like a loud ass party, yeah. and it's like eleven thirty at night. And I'm like, I'm 21, 22 years old. I'm like. Come on in. I don't care. Go into the bar, <laughs> beer in hand, and everybody starts running and scattering. Come back, you know, a few hours later, and the party continues. Party was not Red Bull sponsored at that hour, though. Not by that time, but, but yeah, they started it for you. Wow. My roommates had a small little fish fisherman like dinghy boat full of cans, and they went and uh, got the money back from the cans and we paid for all the beer that way. I probably helped with my. Uh, my keg your donation. Keg, I was going to say. <laughs> my your, keg donation your, for rent. Your keg renter. Wow. I used to pay uh, rent by kegs. Keystone Light, baby. And now you are, you Keystone know, Light. in charge of one of the, the more refined whiskeys. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I, I, listen, I'm more, I I'm, more I of, I'm more of a refined person. I know exactly He's where I started now. when it was coming to drinking, and it wasn't high-end whiskey like the stuff, you know, that mm. we drink now. Speaking so. of high-end, Harrison, why don't we talk oh, about what, what, a po- what, 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 what a segue. What a segue. Into the, really, one of the greatest really whiskey distilleries really in ready. the world. Uh, I'm from Grain Products, so, Harrison Pius. Talk us through this, Remus. Right. So this is Series 3 that I brought today. Um, it will be... In stores, well, it's already in stores in some states. Sadly, not here what yet. What the fuck? 
it is between <laughs> somewhere in Western Carriers, New Jersey, and Breakthrough. It I'll is November eighth. Why is this not in here yet? All right, listen. So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to throw anything under the bus or anyone under the bus on the subject. But it, God it, here it. it is. God here damn it is. Hey, God hey, damn it. Hey, here Phil. it is. This is series three. Series uh, three. This is Remus Repeal Reserve series three. Uh, Hundred proof, as always. Uh, a you blend of that? eleven and twelve-year-old whiskeys this year. Last year, series two was ten and eleven. Mm. Uh, series one was a ten, eleven, and a twelve. So you know we're we're kind of creating a little bracket there. I see. But it. this one's way higher in the twenty-one percent rye mash bill. Yeah. Um, we go. Rye. We go between twenty-one and thirty-six. Right. Those are the mash bills okay. that go into that. And uh, series two is a little bit heavier on thirty-six. This is nice and. Focused on the a little the bit more on the twenty one, and okay. I, I love this one. It's really nice. I like the one and I like the three. Mm. The two is just too much Chocolate of the spice? rye on me. Yeah, I'm curious for your taste. Maybe from that stout too a little bit. Hang it, lingering around. Well, you know, I had a, a good old flannel pajamas from a Bagal Brewing. Check it out in the Ravenswood neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. Open every day of the week. Is that how you get back in here every week? <laughs> Something they were like kind of reluctant to give you the plugs. keys. Something like that. You know, you last time you were on the episode, on the podcast on the Fourth of July, God bless America. Um, you were in our apart- my apartment, and oh, with the barking and the honking. And there's the, a baby, I think. I think there was a baby towards the end. Yeah, towards the end, waiting in uh, my living room. It just room. sounded like you gave Wilson like a, a 1980s <laughs> soundboard and for like a high school basketball game, and he was just pushing buttons, you know. And then all of a sudden, like y'all ready for this? Well, Wilson on. was in high school in the 1980s, so it makes sense. <laughs> 1980, <laughs> I was in the first grade in 1980. Oh. Are you that much older? Yeah. You yeah. know, I got to tell you, alcohol is clearly a preservative because you do not look that old. Beige doesn't age, my friend. Wow. Beige doesn't Beige age. Beige doesn't age. As you can well, tell. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Gross. He's, re- he's gesturing <laughs> yeah. to himself, and that's I assure bad. you that's... Hey, I'm uh, partially Italian. You're partially, you know, um, from the mountains of the uh, northern Italian boot. I'm not sure how he knows that, but it's correct. <laughs> No, you talked about it. I remember when I called you. We were, were talking about it once, actually. You're not allowed to say their name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's um, true. Yeah, hey, speaking of places that we used to be affiliated with, uh, there was that big Balcones news this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Um, I did my best before we could get in here to like get as much detail as I could from the inside, and yeah. sadly, I shout only have a limited out. amount of it. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave his name out of it. Yeah, shout out to I, him. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think at this point, or by the time this goes you know, yeah, on Monday, yeah, yeah it, it'll be pretty much public knowledge that Winston Edwards, uh, the national brand ambassador for Balcones, is mm. no longer with the company. Uh, by choice, as far as I can tell. I mean, it was just yeah. a, d- a decision that may have many layers. I was really hoping to get, like, a lot a more, more inside, yeah. you know, so I'm not going to speculate at all. So but, he's leaving? Uh, he has left. Yeah. Oh, he has left. Well, yes. explain Winston's role with the company uh, for all the listeners. I, I mean, uh, Winston Edwards, aside from being a, a good friend and, and, you know, certainly... I don't want to go so far as mentor, but like certainly a good influence a sexy on fella. me. Um, had been gallivanting around the country for the last four years, five years. I don't, mm. you know, yeah. longer, way longer than I was there. Uh, you know, spreading the good gospel of Balcones, especially post Chip Tate, where <laughs> there was a lot of like, you know, uh, image rehab that was going on for them, and did a great job of it. And he had really kind of insult- installed himself in the world of American single malt, which. As you well know, it's not a gigantic, like, category. Not right now, no. Right. I'm an Australian yeah, single malt. I know, but I'm saying you understand the universe of single <laughs> yeah, malt yeah, in yeah. general. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he did a lot of groundwork. And, I mean, I'm sure a lot of that's still around. I, I Again, I'm being very diplomatic because I do not know anything. No, of course. Uh, specific, but it was surprising to me that after huh. the, the partnership was announced with Davos in New York, 
uh, brands like what Taiku, yeah, sake, and some others. You yeah. know, it was, it was interesting to see that he had left. And I do not know if they're connected. It could just be coincidence, it could just be but coinc- coincidental. You know, I don't believe in coincidences. I'm googling right now. There's to be no, fair, there's I, no also, news. I also put what? on my tinfoil hat last time we were here. I was Ooh, talking a, about how there's a Reddit thread. Should we see what's down in there? No, we that should never. Hole. We should never do that. We never look at Reddit because Reddit is. Oh, then we give them legitimacy. It's, it's literally uh, Winston posting in a Reddit thread saying who he is five years ago. <laughs> Isn't his Reddit username like Balcones Winston? Um, I'm gonna go back to that thread because I closed I, it. I, I think it was never something been like on Reddit. He, it was yes. never really. A, it is. Yeah, it was like never really. Uh, Howdy, Reddit. My name is Winston, and I am the brand ambassador for Balcones Distilling in Waco, Texas. I'm here to answer almost all of your questions, best well, I can. To be fair, that's that's a bold move going on Reddit, outing yourself as directly connected to a brand in a thread, and then just being at the you know, at but the that mercy. was five years ago. One question: Any plans to make a rye whiskey? We actually do. Not sure how soon we'll get the first batches out, but this year for sure. Well, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> settled, settled business, I suppose. Yeah. You know, it's funny that... Um, this is also five years ago. Yeah, I was going to say. So yeah. it's not, yeah, not, as, not, I mean, as, not as weird as, as it's gotten now. I mean, definitely there was the rabbit holes, but um, it's probably a lot more. Since uh, our fair leader, Donald Trump, has taken office, it's probably gotten a little stranger. Uh, I, I, wait, I, I'm not sure how the two are connected, but yeah, I mean, everything's gotten stranger. <laughs> Everything. It's a strange world we live in. It's just strange. Apparently, I have a Reddit account and I have a message. Do you really? Is it for me, like, saying a bunch of offensive things? Because I um, found you. It's from a chat room. Whenever I find somebody in the industry, like, lurking around, you know, what a, the, the R bourbon or, you know, one of those threads. Because I, I read it, you know, I don't really yeah. post or comment because the last thing I want to do is attempt to put my thumb on the scale that'll get it'll get ripped right off um but every now and then you catch somebody with some inside info and you're like no 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 that's an industry person and then you start digging through it you yeah, know it's, fun. it's it's with with the na- the whole national brand ambassador thing is that something we're striving to be i don't think it's a real thing i think winston <laughs> was like like one is of it the some, unicorns is it just something that yeah just it's happened? very rare i mean like, i mean because jake you do i mean you can consider yourself the national ba in a sense no, no? well i mean like i travel nationally but that's also because you have three employees you know the danger for a brand putting somebody nationally is if that person leaves and we'll, you know time will tell but if that person leaves part of the identity mm. of the brand is tied inexorably yeah. to that person and you better hope that that person's around forever saying good things because if you if if, if things change you know, you lose a bit of your, your yeah. marketing capital. So I, I, yeah. mean, I would decentralize it if I was up. If it was up to me, on a brand, which it never is, uh, decentralize it in terms of people. Uh, for, yeah, for you first-time listeners, so I work for a brand called Star Ward. Um, just to avoid, get the confusion out there. But um, our founder Dave Vitali, who moved from Australia to the United States earlier this year, I would consider him like our U.S. and brand ambassador, and so he's a pretty safe bet. He's going to stick around for a while. Yeah. So like he's always he's a, he's technically an international ambassador of the company. Gotcha. Um, he's that always yeah. We're like I travel nationally, but it's not like I have you know ten accounts in L.A. that are my best accounts because I'm always there. It's like I'm I'm in and out of there so fast. Um, New York the same way. I just so cover do- I just have to cover a lot of ground. So I it guess. doesn't allow you to really not. Maybe root is the wrong word, but to at least have It'll, your have your f- pulse, you know, have the yeah. pulse of that market. Yeah, yeah, hopefully it's like someone's like, oh yeah, I met that guy um, from that Australian distillery, and he seemed nice. If they can like remember that, because there's not many Australian distilleries <laughs> out there, <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, I guess you won in some level. Yeah, but it's hard to call myself a national ambassador. No, um, you just go, you go where you want. I mean, I I was saying I you mean, asked you, me if I traveled. I was just in East Texas, Longview, Texas. Ooh. Shout out. 
Longview. Um, not, a, not a ton going on in Longview, but certainly not not a ton going on in Longview. Longview is one of my favorite songs, like Green Day. Uh, well, it wasn't. I don't think they were talking about Texas when that, when that one came <laughs> when out. That came Probably out. Masturbation. Sure that was California or something. Probably a lot of masturbation. Yeah. Okay. What? Well, I'm not the whole, equating that, that, the two. whole album's about masturbation. Boredom and masturbation. I am definitely not equating those two things <laughs> right I'm here. I'm not getting those two. But uh, things. I this feel like I feel like podcast. I'm to, sorry for all the children in the background as you're uh, doing your little ride to school, the right? commute. Uh, the Wiggles will be on shortly. I can't imagine anybody listening to this podcast while driving their children to school, so um, I doubt I there's any. But you can imagine people listening to this podcast? Well, there's that, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. him. But uh, I, I feel like when, when we're asked to go outside our market, because obviously I'm based here in, in Chicago, but I go all over the place, it's, it's very much mm. like getting drafted. If you volunteer, mm. you can kind of choose where you're going to end up, roughly. Mm. You can say, oh, you know, hey, I hear we're going on a blitz in state X, Y, or Z. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to go Sounds check fun. out downtown mm. Seattle. Yeah. But if you don't volunteer, you end up in East Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> long because to be fair, someone should go there. It's, it's important. But um, uh, that, is, that is the lesson learned on that one. And I have volunteered for several in 2020. That's a good point. Yeah, because yeah, if, you, uh, if you enjoy traveling. I it, don't. Oh, <laughs> then, well, I'm going to just exclude that whole point. But what I was going to say is, like, yeah, once you put yourself out there as that person, Metra, early afternoon, Chicago afternoon in the Ravenswood neighborhood, hello, goodbye. Uh, once you put yourself in, out there as the guy that will travel all the time, they just keep coming back to you as a guy who's going to travel all the time. You get to know the markets a little well. Well enough, we're like, hey, you're familiar with somebody down there. You can go visit accounts by yourself without your sales portfolio or distributor yeah. managers. And like, yeah. I guess I could. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're gone for three weeks. Your wife has moved out. Your dog is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of a country song. My life is a country song. <laughs> I love country music. I've been getting into it as of lately. Do you really love country music? I do. I like. I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Who's your favorite country artist? Um, I don't have one. We'll, because change, the, we'll change the theme song to the... Oh, yeah. I, I, my, I, really, my theme I, I don't have country. one because, like I said, I'm just getting into it. So I'm just yeah. trying to get a... I mean, there's Patsy Klein, you know. Oh, I like some of her stuff. Going back. Okay, um, so back from your high school days. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know who Patsy Klein was then, personally, uh-huh. actually. Maybe I did. I don't know. It's just... That's Maybe been you good. The bourbon is uh, oaky. Did you smash cut wow. too? Jeez. <laughs> just like that. That was you not. That was not an edit. That was just uh, yeah. Wilson's literal it's transition um, from he, when Patsy he Klein talk about things, to yeah. bourbon. That's okay. Sorry, I just had the last. Hey, yeah, talk about this bourbon a little bit. It is no, okay. yeah, look, it's an annual release. Mm-hmm. It is the older, the bigger Remus brother flag. of our George Remus brand, whose birthday uh, is, I believe, the thirteenth. Coming oh. up here uh, of this month, yeah, this or month. would have been his birthday. He's obviously long dead. Yeah, and I don't want to glorify the man too much because you know, yeah. still did some, breaking, breaking did some great things. Did, did, no, no, he just did. He just did questionable things in a time of gray well, areas. But he does some great things for us now, like eighty years later in the future. What do you mean, like for us now? Yeah, I mean, are you planning on using the insanity defense anytime soon? Because that's I'm something. Sticking some peanut butter in my pants, baby. What? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is exactly why I say don't tag me. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, I mean, just, I guess, I, if you're somebody who reads back through Prohibition, it's somebody who was... Prominent in that time. Oh, that's why he got his mark, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I guess if you're, if you're against the what of what Prohibition was, it's kind of... it's re- They're like folklore heroes, essentially. Y- yeah, yeah. I, I wonder... You know, I wonder about, and I guess I was joking about talking about alcohol and whatever in the media, but like mm. I think a lot of it's movies and TV oh, kind yeah. of glorified it yeah. in their own way, and we just grew up in that atmosphere. 
Um, I wonder, you know, if I could go back in time, as much as I love making fun of boomers nowadays, like if mm-hmm. I could go back in time and like, you know, hear stories about their grandparents and whatnot, or their parents, and I don't know if they glorified it at the mo- in the moment. Probably or, not. I mean, it also depends where you live, too, because how fast, like, newspapers yeah. reached um, into your markets. I mean, yeah, if you lived in Chicago and New York, definitely. And places, places even like Seattle, where Washington, the state of Washington was kind of like, eh, fuck this whole prohibition thing. Maybe some local legends there, but... Speaking of the end of Prohibition, are you guys going to start like a sister podcast for marijuana when that, you know, legalizes here yeah, uh, in it's already, January? It's already in the works, baby. I know, I know Shank in Daily News was, was like, couldn't, it's called, couldn't move fast enough it's called, to create a cannabis it's edition. It's called the key in the park. Where to get high. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, it's interesting you say that be- I, just because I know that my company is like, hey, that's all well and good that it's legal, but like, you're still like, no. Yeah. No. Wait, okay. do you get a piss test? Well, I mean, certainly when I got hired, and I'm pretty what? sure it's somewhere in my, uh, I'm sure it's somewhere sure in my employee your, handbook yeah. that like they can just choose to do it whenever. So yeah, I just I don't. My I don't, answer don't. to drug nah. testing, I refer back to the uh, cult comedy classic of the early 2000s, Out Cold. <laughs> And when they had to get a piss that test, that was not where I thought you were going with that. I one. didn't either. Um, I can't remember the character. Really the, char- the characters, yeah, very early. Uh, the character, his brother, who plays brother, he comes back with Jeremy London. No, he was Jason London. Jason London. Sorry. Um, he uh, he was the main character, but the guy who played Zach Galifianakis' brother in the movie, he always he wore like an independent skateboard hat the entire movie. But um, they asked me to get a piss test. They're like, he comes back. They'll put their jars on the table of piss, and he comes back with a just giant deuce in the cup. It's <laughs> 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 like, they already know I do drugs. I don't take a test to tell you that. Wow. Kinda I like, actually forgot about that part. I just remember that Weezer's, Weezer's uh, Island oh, yeah. in the Sun was heavily featured. It was like the main character of the movie, essentially. Oh, boy. It's you know how, what? Here's that's how they fell in right. love. We are, now, we are now well off any semblance of a topic here, but it's okay. I, I will say that Out Cold... Who's the porn star in that movie? I do not know. Okay. There's a porn there star. There is one? Yeah, the blonde. I just like that at the end oh, of no, the Oh, no, she's thing, Playboy. Not po- she's well, she Playboy. probably did porn later in life. Let's hope. I, you know, adult films. <laughs> King Diplomat over here. Like, I, I don't want to say porn. <laughs> adult hope. films. Uh, um, empowering women films. Oh. I, nope. Not even touching that. No. Hey. Nope. That's, nope. That's, <laughs> well, Wilson and I are shaking our head. No. no. Uh-uh. So, uh, uh, in, in Out Cold, though, in Out Cold, though, you have uh, one of the best pranks I've, I've ever seen, and that is definitely when, oh, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I'm saying this wholeheartedly, never get behind the wheel while consuming alcohol, That is period, yeah. full stop, there is no exception to this. In the movie, it is portrayed that they put Zach Galifianakis unconscious in the car and start spinning it around. Yeah. After on, like, he's just blacked on out ice. from he, drinking. Yeah. Just not going anywhere, no. just spinning it in circles, <laughs> two guys spinning it in circles, three people in the car, yeah. and they all start screaming, and he wakes up behind the window. I mean, it is, that is not funny, I, the way but he, that's magnificent. The way he portrays it, too, is like, he might have been drunk and passed out and did that, because like, he plays it so off so well. We're like, oh, my God, we're alive. What just happened? We're good. We're good. We're good. And he's like, he says what happens, looks around, he's like, oh, fuck you guys, and starts punching his brother yeah. in the face. That's, that's good. But uh, I'm surprised <laughs> that you knew which London was in that movie. I don't actually know. I didn't know until like a month ago there was twins. Oh, yeah. There's Mallrats London, Out Cold London, and then there was Basilisk 2, Serpent King London. Who's the one in 7th uh, Heaven? Heaven? Could not tell you. Wait, so who's the one in Mallrats? That's like asking me which Ashmore is which. The movie Mallrats? Oh, you're fired from the podcast. Wait, what do you mean? Isn't that... Um, Mallrats is Kevin Smith. He directed the movie, but Jason or Jeremy London... Is that an animated is film? the main character. No, sir. It is... Arguably the best Kevin Smith movie. I, I'd put it right up there. Arguably. 
I mean, mall rats. And they are. They just relaunched uh, um, Jane, Silent Bob too. Uh, you know, Jeremy I, London. It is Jeremy. Jeremy London. And that that's, we know. That's what Harrison said the first time. Um, well, we weren't really sure. Oh, you I definitely wasn't sure. I, yeah, there were. There, that was for it, Out Cold. Um, uh, out copy. Cold. We are going with real time fact checking. He's ladies not, and gentlemen. Yeah, real time on IMDb. Whoever is it, Jeremy or Jason doesn't even come up. Dave Keckner comes up before him. Interesting. Yeah, who had a very minor role in it and told me he was his father. <laughs> wow. Jason London. Jason London. Oh, I would so. assume... Jer- Wait, they're like identical, identical twins. I, I mean, identical enough for the 90s for me. Like, Okay, I, so I did not know any of this till recently, so I was totally flabbergasted in that uh, at all. He's number like 11 on this list of characters, and he's the main character in the movie. Wow. <laughs> Just shows that that was the end of his career, and there were other people who... Whose Q rating was through the roof? Is that I, thing still Q rating? Okay, like, I'm like, this is blowing my mind now. So he was in. This used to be a whiskey podcast, if I remember yeah. correctly. Jason was in um, Days and Confused. <laughs> right over my head. I make the over my head gesture on that. He's one. still acting. <laughs> He's in two movies coming out this year. Are they straight Next to year. DVD? Oh, who has DVDs? I'm well, sorry, I just dated myself. DVDs. <laughs> He's in something called. Uh, well, there's still the Red Box. Acceleration. Red Box um, is still out there. Horse Camp Are we 3. About adult films again? Horses. Horse Red Camp Box? 3. Weekend oh, the Red Warriors. Box. Those, those uh, DVD rental um, oh, kiosks yeah, yeah, that yeah. are. The ones outside the Walgreens. Outside the Walgreens. Some of them have them inside now. And so so, so Jason forth. was in Dazed and Confused. We're, we're having a different <laughs> different podcast over here. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> oh my God. He's, he's a very working actor. He's well, a that's very good, working actor. Well, I mean, he that's, has a lot that's of That's how good Series 3 is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's gotten them completely it's off topic. Yeah, completely Sorry, off topic. Be a, there'll well, be an edit. So I grew no, I, this is I don't care. Um, I just grew up like watching those movies, not oh, knowing it, not knowing it was two different people. Oh, it's like when I found out that oh. the Olsen twins were more than one person on Full House. The Olsen twins? Everyone knew that. I didn't when I was watching Full House as I a kid. Oh, I, I was like the until oh I came yeah out that they were both they were bought out together at one point. Oh I really? Oh yeah, I still John I, Oliver still contends there's only one of them moving back and forth very very fast, but. Mm. I had a girlfriend that looked like DJ. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that? No. Just saying. <laughs> Weird flex. But okay. Sweet. <laughs> um, there was actually Dave and um, Joseph Coulier. Oh. Two Couliers. Oh. Which one was Alanis Morissette writing about? <laughs> Wait, uh, what? Isn't that, yeah, You Ought to Know is about, supposedly about Dave Coulier. Really? I was, I was just teasing, yep. but yeah, yeah supposedly. I, you know, this is, there's a lot of, like, really fun factoids in there. Especially that that decade. Hmm. Well, since '90s fashion is coming back into play, this whole '90s talk is very appropriate. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still waiting for, for Wilson to were, say something out of line, drink. and I can say okay. I had, a, I, I had a thought today about <laughs> they 90s. They were drinking but, fucking vodka then, though. And Zima. And uh, Zima. <laughs> old is new. Yeah, definitely. And White Claw, baby, coming back around. There you go. I was thinking today, if you know how fashion is so um, rotatable. And always comes back around. I feel like language had to come back around from the '90s. If you start saying like "daddyo," I'm out of here. No, I was gonna go much more offensive than that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> what were nope. you thinking? Well, you know, every, nope. everyone's so woke these days. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, well. You know, if you want to wear cool Tommy Hilfiger jeans and Doc Martens rolled up. I don't even want to know where this is going. I'm, I'm gonna, like, I'm going to, no. Where Let's go? bring that vernacular back in. Maybe nope. some words that Eminem nope. was accused to be offensive of back nope. in the day. Nope. 
bucket of nope, one gallon of full-on nope, maybe a growler because uh, we're at Beguile. Ooh, a growler. A I don't growler know. I nope. mean, I was just thinking about it, but if, yeah. you, don't want to, if you don't think that's appropriate, I do not. <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to test the, the lines of... Yeah. And I, hey, listen, I, no, I'm glad I like we, to walk up it, to that line. I'm glad I feel comfortable enough as your guest to be like, nah, nah. <laughs> Wilson's just shaking his head. Yeah, he's, like, he's he's the he's the the tiebreaker judge. He just sits there and you just look for the nod or the mm. uh, you get those old timey sensibilities. Old timey sensibilities. It's true. I really don't mean to pick on your age. I actually I always it's am constantly truth. constantly stunned that you've been doing this as long as you have and you just you look you look good. You got I those dimples. It. I don't yeah. know if you guys do. You have pictures of you those guys things, on the uh, on the website. A lot of full these nudes. fucking things hurt. Are, are there pictures of, of, of yeah Wilson? full nudes? Really? <laughs> Jesus. You guys should put together a calendar. <laughs> Twelve guests. It's just you two and ten Matt Browns. <laughs> I'm in. Count me in. I know he. I don't even. I'll speak for him. I know he's in. Um, Matt Brown texted me last week and he's like, "I can do a podcast next Friday." I'm like, "Okay." So I texted him yesterday to confirm podcasting for today, and he bailed. Where's, did he go somewhere? He has two tastings. Wait, so are you telling me that you reached out to me last night because Actually, Matt Brown said no? No, I reached at the same time. I, well, I was, I was going to force him going. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you even have that many mics? I have five mics. Whoa. One's, All you need is one. One is broken. Oh. <laughs> I have four mics. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> I got to get that fixed. Um, oh, thank God. Wait, so wait. So, yeah. so we were talking yeah. about whiskey. Then well, we went on a, a, a like whole Jeremy London bit, but yeah. and Jason London and Jason, and Jason London, London, which I will now I will now make sure that I I, I specify. Jason was in Jason confused. Jeremy was in out cold. I I have so many more questions, but I'm not. I'm just gonna reserve them for. Google I think that was right. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still not sure who was in uh, Mallrats or Basilisk Two Serpent King. I don't even know what that is. It was I don't a even sci-fi know what original is. movie. How do you not know what Mallrats is? Obviously, I don't. I don't. I okay, you saw it. Chasing Amy, right? Chasing Amy. Jalen right, and Bob's right back. Clerks, Clerks Two. No, no. How'd you see? If he has, you know, Clerks. It, yes, I remember. So with same, Clerks. same guys. Yeah, Mallrats came came out after Clerks, right? Is it the same guys? Yeah, like Clerks was the first literally one. Literally, like, like the same guys. Dogma. The Mallrats same guys. dudes that earned those movies earned yeah. these oh, movies. Boy. You know Dogma? Matt I've Damon? heard of Dogma. Dogma. Chris yeah, Rock. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That but I see I never watched those movies. Oh, I so, like that was like that was like <clears throat> kind of that first like niche of I've never seen any of the Godfather movies, so like what? what? Oh, see, look at now look that's the face I that is the, the face I'm making to you right now when you talk about not seeing Kevin Smith movies. There you go. I I'm glad you can appreciate it. <laughs> Um, I was like, wait a minute. That's, that, that's how I learned business. Mm. Killing people? Wait. Dead that's horses. How I from the Godfather movies? The Godfather Did you know that's a real horse head? Yeah. Oh, I don't that I, about I, that. I just learned that like this year. Yeah, they, they put a, they killed a, they chopped off a horse. Is this a movie podcast? Because it's starting to feel like a movie podcast. Could be. I feel like we should do could that. It could go anywhere. Yeah, any movies you want to talk about? Uh, no, actually, your thoughts, I, on the, I, your actually, thoughts on the Joker? I was going to say, I didn't see it. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a movie since like Netflix came out. So you've seen movies on Netflix. I see them on Netflix. Right, sorry, sorry, in theaters. Speaking of Zach Galifianakis, have you seen Between Between Two two Ferns? No, I have not. It's it's been on my list. The outtakes at the end of the movie are the best part of the movie. Really? That's not a good sign. (laughs) It was funny. It was funny, but it's better at the end. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's like just John Hamm and Matthew McConaughey just cracking up in real life. I feel like, though, John Hamm's hilarious, but I feel like my Netflix list is just like a... Like a vision board of the person I want to be. I want to be the movie that point. I want to be the guy that's watching all of these movies. Yeah, you know, but I never am. We should make a Netflix whiskey delivery system. 
Wait, wait, wait. So you can have a, a bottle on your list, and when it's available, it gets like shipped to you. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Like, That's turn a off the mics. <laughs> turn off the mics. Well, this is actually a pretty good idea. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I feel like because there's all Maybe those shipping, shipping laws, right? Of, it's a way of at least creating like cash of uh, what you're looking for, what you want, what you want to try. Mm. Instead, of it's like because I feel like I feel like there's still like what 13, 14 states that won't allow you to ship yeah, alcohol like to them. There's still quite a bit, yeah. I have to go through that. Because I mean, how many? Because Benny's can ship to like a couple. Twenty six. I, I don't know. I never know. Again, that. again, I've only lived in the Illinois market with them, so it's pretty easy. I just, you know, I don't yeah. need to ship anything. Well, just for our, my old job, I did the ask. Customers would ask like, "Oh, can I get this in my state?" I'm like, no, but you can buy it through Benny's. But then the whole like um, tax war came about between yeah. the states of saying who got the sales tax at the end of the day, the state that um, the bottle was purchased in, or the state that it's delivered to. I never really got the resolution of all well, that. Well, essentially, it's it's the purchase is happening in a specific state, so you should get charged that state. Well, but tax. if you're but if you're Plus buying it, like other. if you buy it in Wyoming and ordering it from Chicago, does the state tax go to Chicago or does it go to Wyoming? Well, see, I say oh, that, I that was the problem. Okay. So we're, King David split the baby down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, surcharge. Was that King David? You want to kill a baby? No, hell, <laughs> kill the baby. What? A metaphor. Um, for how do you feel about those like uh, alcohol delivery services? Though, like the local ones that like are like Drizzly, yeah, yeah, that'll that'll just. I know Drizzly's Drizzly, one yeah, of them. Drizzly, yeah. Foxtrot. Um, yep, that'll just bring it to your door for like an exorbitant. Uh, price. I've personally Benny's, never used it. Benny's now does it locally. Will they now? though? So, Within an hour. Yeah. Well, I, I know Benny's will always like if you're willing to like buy enough, up. they would they would bring it out, but they'll do like mm. little I mean, stuff. I think you know what? Honestly, I do not know that. Um, maybe they're. I would assume maybe. They'll charge you a surcharge if it's not a certain amount or whatnot. I don't know. I found that. I found that. I've is, never tried, is, so I being, can't really speak on it. This is me it. being cheap, but like I've ordered from Drizzly and it's fine. You know, obviously there's a surcharge because yep. it's the convenience. Correct. But like I'll order from Grubhub and I'll just find restaurants that serve beer and I'll tack on a thirty rack of I like can six. Do that. Oh, we'll just buy like nine six packs or whatever oh, yeah. you're gonna do of Tecate, and it's like. It's significantly cheaper, and you're getting Mexican food with it usually. Nice. Um, Grubhub is the worst, though. Are they really? In my opinion. Oh, dude, did they do something like politically wrong that I don't know no, about? No, I don't care about like that stuff. A, a jerk. Okay. I'm not woke. Because I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that would like break my heart. Because I. No, I, I just think they're the worst, like, efficiency, of the oh. of the apps. Like, I feel like Uber Eats is better or Caviar. Oh, somebody, somebody's waiting for the lockup period well, to be over that, on a stock. Is okay. that more because of the? I don't know. It's my personal experience. Like, I ordered food from a mi- less than a mile away the other night, and it took an hour and 25 oh, minutes from Grubhub. And it always does. Huh. It was cold. Are you kidding me? Grubhub cares. When I was when I was single and, like, there was nobody to check on me, if I didn't order Grubhub in, like, every, like, six days, they'd do, like, a wellness check on me and be like, hey, <laughs> you feeling like some Chinese food tonight? And if I didn't respond, I would get, like, an ad on my computer. But it was nice Are to know that they were thinking okay? about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's good. Well, you know. Maybe sh- well, let's get back to balconies. Um, oh, that is hot, hot goss. Yeah, well, any more thoughts on that? N- no, it's a wait and see for me at the heart of it. It's, um, I, I don't so, know, I don't understand, as, as far as I'm aware, because there was nothing in the news release about it that went on shaken. Uh, there, was, there was nothing in the, the news release that said there was a major investment made. It, mm. it just declared it a partnership. Yeah, I didn't could, really understand it's that It's very either, vague, yeah. right? Did they get you know, a share of the business or, and that's all details that'll come out 
over 2020. Probably next year. Um, yeah, it so it's it's down. a little early. It's definitely worth. It's definitely a story worth keeping keeping the eyes on. I just do not know what that means for the for the brands. Mm. I mean, they're a brand that really vet, attempted to value you know authenticity at the heart of all oh, yeah. things. So I I don't see them giving that up mm-hmm. just for not the whole Jefferson's cash. route and like completely selling or anything like that. I. Did they do that? Yeah. Entirely? Their whole portfolio was sold. Um, well, the portfolio that they were on. Castle? Yeah. Sold for like 20, 223 million to Campari? Really? Campari? Was it Campari or Pernod? Campari. Yeah, they're trying to get back in the whiskey industry. So, um, wow. yeah. And, I mean, obviously, that portfolio, if you look at the names on there, they're buying it for Jefferson's. Sure. Which sure. I understand that it's good stock. Wasn't uh, Napa Napaji Nap Napa? What was it? It starts with a K. Uh, you know, it's an Irish whiskey. It's delicious. Yeah. You know, I more power to them. I, this the, the consolidation's coming. The bourbon bubble. You know, let yeah, me put my tinfoil hat back on and say the bourbon bubble is going to burst. It will. And this these these fun times that we're having now where there, there can be 600 whiskeys on the shelf. Yep. Not going to be there forever. I was always sitting down contemplating that too, it was, and it was kind of towards after that back end of because I guess we as a company that I work for we're kind of in that 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 outcome in a way mm-hmm. of that whole portfolio being bought not just us at some certain time and at one point do what where do all the conglomerates buy up all the small guys and are they going to buy the juice you know and blend it with their other whiskeys there do you have a prominence too or are they actually buying it for the brand name and then you know 10 years from now who still exists well and you know, I'm curious to get your guys' opinion on this, but I'm I'm always very bearish, right? Like I am I am yeah. the sky is constantly falling in my in my mind <laughs> in terms of like where the industry is going to go because I'm always prepared for the worst and then pleasantly Same. surprised. Um, I I will say that I feel like we since we've been following in craft beers footsteps for so long, you're going to end up with a situation where uh, a lot of the smaller guys aren't going to vanish; they're just going to figure out a profitable way for them mm. to operate mm-hmm. that's regional. Yep. And there'll be regional favorites, and it'll be something that's very Hyper-local. touristy. And some of the big guys are going to gobble up some of the, you know, the profitable and/or brands with national appeal, mm-hmm. and they'll be available to a wider, you know, market. And you're going to see just a, a big chasm open up between the regional and the, the megalo brands. Yeah, we talked about that before in the podcast. This conversation, I just don't know. The, with the motion. laws we have right now, it's not built for that whatsoever i mean you can't have the tap rooms in the existence of a bar like for australia for example it's like they have a giant bar there they have other spirits they have a ton of other beers there from local breweries and international breweries as well i think one even one u.s brewery and they have the magnitude and the flexibility to basically run it as a bar and restaurant a restaurant if they choose to do so um where here it's the laws just aren't built for that right now and Could- and this is straight up ignorance. Could could you as a brand open up a bar and restaurant, completely new liquor license, your own thing here in the States, and then just happen to have your brand on feature all the time? We I, So I've talked to so Kevin, who owns Beguile, episode 39. Check it out. Um, I brought it up to him because he's in a, a distilling license is only $1,800. Well, so he doesn't have to buy a still. He doesn't even have to distill whatsoever and you, hope I'm not giving away any license. secrets. And you had that license... And that flexibility to bring in whiskey then for his bar. And with that price point, you're making that back in two weekends. 
essentially. Right. Um, with cocktails, let's do simple cocktails. Some, not don't, no, like, hey, we don't do shots. We don't do pours. We're just doing, like, some cocktails here yeah. or whatever it, might, whatever it may be. Maybe, maybe it's just pour over the rocks or neat. And you can get around it that way. And you could technically have your own distilling license. Um, and you could end up distilling if you'd like to. Obviously, at a brewery, it's pretty easy. You can transition your beer into a still quite, quite easily if you decide to buy a still. Or you'd have to go basically into the whole other route, buy your restaurant license, buy your bar license, if you wanted to like have a full-on restaurant bar based in your brewery, correct? That's a pub license. Pub license, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, there is that, there is, there are laws changing, obviously. So if you produce less than 50,000 50, um, gallons in a year, you can do distribution yourself, which is really great. Yeah. But it's only for a certain mileage, is it? So uh, 90 miles, I believe. With an, is that, well, from, that's for, your, your, that's for your satellite state, location, right? For your, for your, so you have your original point of location, your original location point. Yeah. And then your, and if you produce less than 50,000 gallons, then it allows, the state will allow you to open up a second, a, f- a storefront, call it, but it's within 90 miles yeah. of your yeah. local I really location. want, we should get a beverage lawyer on here one of these days and just ask great. them all the crazy questions like this, because they bet you they know them. Yeah. Well, Matt, like, oh, yeah, Matt has sure. a lot to do with that. Um, well, they, it was not a lawyer, obviously. No. no. Anything but, it's, but. You know, it just, I think what Matt was doing was advocating, obviously, for not only for his mm-hmm. employer, but, you know, as a group yep. of uh, smaller distilleries here in Illinois where it would allow them to just sell more out of their own already established, oh, that you was know, different. Yeah. The, uh, retail shops, amount, whatnot. Yeah. Or, Volume you know, out there. Because yeah. so, they, they ran out of whiskey sales last yeah. year. They ran out of whiskey in the middle of, of OND, yeah. and they couldn't restock the shelves because it went against the cap. So they already so had they, reached it. At they that missed time. like Thanksgiving on. Thanksgiving as a guy, on. as a guy in sales, the the dream of selling all the whiskey. So yeah. There's no more left in the holidays, so you can be like, well, no, no, no. They had whiskey they left. They had whiskey. Their sales they couldn't legally sell. They just couldn't they legally, legally sell because they, they, they yeah, surpassed they, the. Uh, one way, one way or another, the idea yeah. of, of selling all that you can sell. But think how many tourists come through their distillery in and like those five six anything. weeks. Yeah. yeah, and they can't. They could buy at the bar, I believe. But um, they couldn't buy a bottle to come with them. Yeah. Wow. So they sold a lot of T-shirts, hopefully. <laughs> Shit ton of T-shirts. I hope so. T-shirts that were soaked in whiskey that yeah. you could then bring out yeah. in your car yeah. into a bottle. There you go. I like that. <laughs> but considering the, the relationships that the Bloms, in this case, have in Galena and then obviously more towards uh, you know, the Iowa state line, you know, there's a couple retailers over there that I'm sure help them out in that regard. It's a know? good line. You guys should start charging them some ad fees. Just for the amount of times you mentioned Blom on this on this podcast. MGP's next. <laughs> Not my budget. Um, Straight cash. I'm uh, baby. I'm, no, I'm I'm my hair. If you haven't noticed, is slowly turning gray because we've got the Volstead Reserve, which I mentioned in July on the last year. Yeah, where is it? Right, it's somewhere between New Jersey and, and <laughs> Illinois, uh, and Western Cares and and Breakthrough, just like everything else that we we uh, are waiting on right now. But. Um, Volstead should be out, you know, I mean, we're talking weeks at this point, not yeah. like, you know, months like it was before. Um, but I'm doing a, a, a bit of a, a party and a mm. toast to Prohibition Ooh. in oh, a couple of weeks. So, like, I've got to, you know, one part's get the, get the event set up. The other part's filling the event. Cool. And even though there's no end to people that want to be there, it's like you have to curate that list to make sure that it's the people 
you know, you most want to be there. You yeah. Need, you, you need know. them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you guys doing on Monday? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> this Monday? Uh, coming no, 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 no. The 18th. There should be a small little section of Australia where it ruined, Prohibition ruined Australian whiskey distilling, and I could be there pouring whiskey. For real? Yeah. Sweet. Really? uh, Yeah, it was, um, at one point, the the fifth largest producer um, of single malt whiskey in the world was in Australia at a plant, and then World War I taxed on with Prohibition kind of ended it. Mostly because single malt started drinking more single malt scotches that were imported illegally into this great United States of America. Wow. A lot of it through Canada, and um, yeah, it just kind of fell off. And it wasn't until the last twenty years that distilling kind of rebirthed in the market of Australia. And now it's become it's like on the craft level, like where we were eight, ten years ago. Oh wow, yeah, that's it's cool. just it's just but amazing. It's only to craft. Me. It's amazing no to me guys. in today's political climate that somebody enough people could get together back then and be like, you know what, we're going to ban an entire. You know, I don't want to say substance because I can totally imagine us banning an entire substance. We do For it sure. mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, but just, you know, like that kind of grassroots coming up and, and just getting an entire industry wiped off. Yeah. Well, when five guys control the whole entire nation and people are illiterate, things happen. Art, we're talking about the 20s, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? The 20s. Okay. Well, I mean, not everyone's <laughs> illiterate, but... The roaring um, 20s. I mean, drinking was such a high, powerful... Not powerful. Well, powerful in a negative sense for a lot of communities. Oh, that, the status then. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it brought... A lot of it was brought on, too, because the distilleries didn't take it seriously. They didn't take um, the movement uh, serious that was actually ever going to happen because they controlled it. The breweries were like, no, this is never going to happen. We have all of our tide houses and everything. I can't even believe that I'm like pro lobbying at this point, but yeah, like an, an organized lobby would have been yep. game changing. Yeah. There's, they, there's a lot of defeatists within the industry, defeatist mentality that kind of corrupted it all. Um, being too, their egos being too large and just, uh, when the temperance movement came, it mm. came very quickly. Old white men with large egos causing their own downfall? I don't believe it. <laughs> no. Um, no. Uh, you were saying that fashion's cyclical and all this stuff, so you mentioned the Roaring Twenties. Are we coming back? Like, Are we, we going to go full flapper again? I see your hat selection. I mean, are you, are you <laughs> believing that fashion's going right back to 1920s? Yeah, sure. We're going to go, like, that's not Zoot Suits, is it? Nope. Okay. That's not Zoot Suits. Zoot Suits was the 40s and 50s. What was that like, Wilson? Well, I can ask my grandpa, <laughs> um, but unfortunately he's passed on. Aww. So I will have to refer to photos. But uh, This is my grandpa's hat, I do have a couple photos of uh, my dad's mm. cousins um, that uh, lived in New York and wore Zoot Suits in Harlem. And up in uh, Brooklyn and all those areas, but Harlem mostly—that's where the—that's where the movement was. That's where it really came out of, and all that. And they worked the trains and shit in that area too. So, and sadly, it's, it's quite because crazy. we were talking about the '90s and the early aughts earlier. Yeah. It's like now I can think of a Zoot Suit riot, which <laughs> you know, like was that you know right that that failed like revival of that of yeah. that big band sound. Oh, I love that. Ryan sets orchestra. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, what? <laughs> I'm like looking both ways, like y'all want to talk about some ska? <laughs> talk about some ska. Um, <sighs> I guess that kind of yeah. Oh, like Lou Bega. Uh, yeah, that was Taylor. But I, like, I'm, I generally like Cherry Pop and Daddies, which is a I song, them, yeah. which is a song band that you would not necessarily think of. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Lair ska. Yeah, uh, see that that was yeah that, that right. I, that I was like Jim that Belushi and ska combined. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I'm envisioning. Uh, I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning Jim That's, Belushi. I, say, I, I like, say more blues, on stage blues, with them. blues brothers. I should say. Oh, 
they they wore a lot of those black suits with the skinny white t- skinny black mm-hmm. ties. Listen, if you guys if you guys fuck with some op ivy, like I'm I'm Ooh, all ears. Operation we can, we can Ivy. Go, nice. Can go hang out. I was really angry at my parents at the right time of like my age, mm. you know, like around 13. I was yeah. real angry at everything for no reason. So usually how it goes. <laughs> what were you mad so at? Weird. Remember those days? I don't know. Just everything. I was, I was, I was like, same way. Yeah, I was. I was a middle class, upper middle class white kid in the yeah. suburbs. Of course, I was mad at something for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> upper middle class. Listen, listen, listen. Growing up, growing up is just the process of realizing you were a complete douchebag years before. Didn't you go to boarding school? Yeah. So, really, my entire life is growing up. It's I just look up, back. Yeah. Every five years, I look back. I could be looking back on this conversation right now and be like, man, that I sounded waste, like such an ass. That was a waste yeah. of my hour. Oh, this has been longer. We've life. been here longer than an hour. I just, well, we I'm just saying, like, that's... Record. But, yeah, no, listen, it's, <laughs> it's, it's that constant process of looking back. Oh, right? absolutely, yeah. I mean, if I looking back and learning from your past, then what's the point of living? I mean, so many people. I don't, guess. Don't even bother. Oh, yeah, but... That's a very good point. There's a lot of people that don't, but that's why certain people... I mean, it depends what your definition of success is, but I would say if you're not living on the streets and living a somewhat pleasant life and enjoying your friends around you and doing something that you enjoy, you get there by looking back and learning from your... Not mistakes, not not, not always mistakes, but learning from just growth in that general. Sounds, that's, this sounds like the armchair psychology that I like <laughs> do at tastings with people. It's like, <laughs> they're like, oh, well, how do you recommend drinking this with an ice cube? I'm like, listen, man. Uh, you enjoy it yeah. however you want to enjoy it. Yeah. Don't let other people judge you. Like, and I start, like, I get on this Mr. Rogers sweater, just, like, magically flies on I Dr. Strange style. I love yeah. cardigan. It just, cardigan it just right shows now. up right yeah, on are. there. And I just go, like, why don't you be my neighbor? You know, like, it's... You know, and it's funny. Speaking of these tastings, we all did the same no, tasting no, last yeah. Saturday. That's a great segue. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we just so did... I'm buying you a t-shirt that says King Segway. We just did... Last set this last Saturday, a, a tasting together festival. Um, a, a festival, yeah, a whiskey fest, More like a festival. Yeah, it was a it was a hot festival after the fact because once I ran out of booze, I packed up and, and boogied out. Let's let's talk about format. Mm. Let's talk about that first. How should one of those be formatted? First off, no whiskey festival should be more than three hours. I ever. agree. Okay. Ever. So format time wise, three hours max. Yeah. And if you want to do, and that v- includes a fifteen minute last call. If you want to do a VIP for half an hour, thirty minutes, much the same thing. <laughs> or, Pretty much. Oh, I meant to wow. say half an hour to an hour, um, or thirty minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. I would say do that, but then you have your general mission only open for two hours then, mm-hmm. and lower your ticket costs, whatever it may be. But there's if you can get a plenty of work done in thirty minutes at a VIP half hour, whatever it may be. You could. Um, but yeah, it's uh, but. Get back to what you wanted to. No, I, no that's, that's, that's fair that's question. A, drawing, a fair out question. Of, drawing out a We're format. We're looking at a format. Yeah. What do you First think? First, I, I start there. Three hours. Three hours max. max. I've, never, I've never been to a festival that's over three hours that nothing. Nothing good comes out of it. Nothing. Well, nothing good comes out of three hours most of the time. Either, but true, um, I agree. With but you. but it does. If people are 15, 30 minutes late, they're only drinking for two hours, two hours and 15 minutes because last call, 45 minutes. Last call minutes, 45 yeah, minutes. 15, at, 15 at, minutes early. At yeah. 2.45. Um, yeah. And usually then it's like five minutes and I'm done pouring. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, think it's, I think it's important to like also let, let's break up. If we're gonna if we're gonna get yeah way, get into like, waist deep into this because I have many thoughts yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I was at the table next to you I'm like that's it I'm, I'm yeah, getting just, on the podcast yeah. like we're talking about yeah, this yeah, you're like, like, um, you're I was being half, half serious but there there are different types right so there's the open to the public kind of events you mm-hmm. know where it's like a street festival or something and you can okay. walk in and mm-hmm. maybe to get into that specific area obviously you have to show an ID because you know that's yeah. that's key right um, and maybe they give you tickets. 
uh, that whole like giving people tickets and you trade a ticket for yeah. a taste. Yeah. On paper, that is Sounds the ideal thing, but I can't tell you how many times I've walked out of an event and I'm the only one with a bucket of tickets in hand. Yeah. yeah. Or I see people and, you know, I'll, I will put Roscoe Village Bourbon and Barbecue Festival on blast for this. Nice. Right? That literally took tickets from us, the used tickets, then recycled them, brought them back up to the front gate to sell more tickets oh in the God. moment to get cram as many people in yeah. to make that money, oh. right? Yeah. And to the point where we were stressed, like we we bring, you know, we brought enough whiskey for 400, for 400 people. people yeah. we run right? out. And we're mm-hmm. running out, and then they're looking at us like, how'd you run out? It's like, well, you told us you sold this many tickets and that you'd sell some on the day of. You didn't tell us that with 12 minutes to go before the end of it, you'd yeah. still be yeah. selling tickets. Yeah. And people are showing up with a handful of wet Mushy, mushy tickets, tickets, you know, that have been Ooh, reused yeah. and being like, well, I've got 12 of these. How do I, you know, how am I supposed to use those yeah. in, in 12 minutes? And, yeah. and I think that's, I think that's classless. Um, it's classless, at, but it's also well, reckless. And that happened last weekend at the Fist Festival we were at too. And I, I mean, they said they, I was told there was going to be 500 people. 500 people. They sold right. 560 tickets and then they still had to open for the public. So I don't know how many people actually came. Okay, so the, the, the number one mistake, and we've talked about this before the mics went, went live, yeah. is the bar was open oh, yeah. while we were doing this. So people are getting two-finger pours, if not more, of whiskey at a bar or a cocktail or a, beer's fine. Beer's okay. I, I get it because it, all, need, it you, offsets it a little yeah, bit. And actually, if you drink beer, cleanses. you're not going to drink as much whiskey. But also, like, Topo Chico ran out of Topo Chico. Yeah, free vendor of Topo Chico. And I've never Shout seen Shout out to Topo because they're always... And they never run out. Never run out. Yeah. So for this to happen... And so I don't know how many people crazy. were actually there. Yeah. And I'm not, ta- this is, I'm not talking bad about the, the I'm not going to say, we can say the space if you guys want to. I don't know. If, no, no, no. It's, no, it's, it's, it's just uh, an it, event. Because there's an enough event. of them that are sim- like this yeah. that we can it talk generally. It wasn't, and it wasn't like a, it was a well-ran event. It was, Always is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Always no, is. It was, and it's, at, it's at a first class place. Um, mm-hmm. It's just more about like the culture of events that I think we're kind of talking about. So culture, do we, is that something that we try to help them establish, or is that something that you hope just comes naturally from the people who are actually attending? Because Sadly, that first hour, you've got some whiskey yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, whiskey fans. I have so much shit to and do. Even, I can't tell a, a third-party company how to run an event at a yeah. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. You know, no, but I'm saying, like, you were asking, is it, is it up to us to... Yeah, to because help we guide, give them feedback. Like, no. Sadly, the only email, hey man, well, thanks for coming only, through, blah blah blah. That's only from one company, yeah. and it's the worst event, and we'll never probably. And that was, you know, we're talking about a different event, but we'll probably all three never do that event ever again. Uh. Um, but that's the only event ever I got an email back asking for feedback and giving you numbers too. At the yeah. end of the day, um, but it was a terribly ran event from the other side. But the person that was the admin behind it she runs it well yeah um but yeah i would start off with saying no more than three hours you do if you want to do a vip do it for 30 45 minutes okay um even run it three hours and 15 minutes vip comes at like let's say 12 45 event mm-hmm. lasts till three not a big deal last call at 245 technically it's still a three-hour event that i way. agree and they still have 45 minutes for the vip people because even the people that come right away um, at like the beginning doors for general admission, they're probably people that are whiskey people. I, I, I usually, I, I, I usually, usually that. have my most engagement that first yeah, hour. That first hour, VIP in the first like half hour of the of the general admission hour. Yeah, it's a, it's a good hour and a half, whatever you want to call it, period of time of like you're pouring for people. They're asking you about it. Um, usually they're not assholes. There's one or two, <laughs> um, but it, I, yeah, I would, I would definitely start off there by saying, all right, here's the number of tickets we are selling. We're gonna do it for a three hour event. We're maxing out at this. If we sell 400 tickets, we're not opening it to general public. And you have to be honest to your vendors because we run out of whiskey then. Yeah. And that's what happens. I mean, I brought six bottles. I poured five. And there was 
probably 35 minutes left in the event when yeah. you left. And I'm like, I'm not sitting here for another. I'm, everyone's drunk. Claire um, from Few was like, came over and she's like, she's like, hey, I don't want to pour anymore. I'm like, I don't either. And she's like, everyone's drunk. And I actually had some blood. I cut off. And yep. oddly enough, they are bartenders. Yeah. And they came over like, hey, I appreciate you for not pouring me. They go to the next table, and someone just pours some whiskey. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I cut a couple of people off, which, again, is a rare thing. Not Same that, here. Not that we don't make that decision often. It's not usually something that a decision that is has to be made. Yeah. Most of the time, it you know, it, it's one deal. I look, I, I also think there's a couple different types of people that go to that event. Oh, yeah. Right? There's people that say, I paid good money for these tickets. Yeah. I'm getting twisted. And they have. Yeah. There's people that go there because they want to try new brands mm -hmm. who are usually sorely you know mistaken because it's sure. like the same 16 brands yeah. I mean, that's half the reason we're friends is because we end up at the exactly. exact same events all the time together just trying to get the word out yeah. which is not a bad thing no but and, and, then, and then we you've all got, have, between us there's new stuff between our brands it's true uh, right and, and but i'm talking about the the Yes. General tables, and I have a specific tasting in mind, but at the same time, like, it's right. If you go to an event in Chicago, it's probably, yeah, there's a very good chance it's going to be Sagamore, Union Horse, Star Ward, uh, MGP Brands, whatever you yep. want to call yourselves, um, and like, few, Cobol, like, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the same Scotch brands usually are there, kind of in mm -hmm. and out too, um, which is great, but, but, um, well, at the same time, it's it is it can be misleading to the customer. One rep who I will definitely not mention the name Do it. came came up to me. No, came up to me on the way out, and she she said to me like, "I flew from Seattle for this." Oh my! <laughs> she was wow. she was pissed about that event. And and look, it look it happens. There it will does always happen. be a bad event was it a big that works its way. Brand? Maybe. Well, what I'm saying matter. is, it was was it a brand? It was, that it was somebody. It was somebody who's. Uh, to put it in Saving Private Ryan terms, it was a gross misallocation of resources okay. <laughs> to have her at that Well, what I meant is, like, is it, they have the budget for it? Like, does it hurt their budget for an annual basis? Uh, no, and she's based out of here, but that's still, like, you could use it. that time in O&D, which is our busy time of it's year. Our busy yeah. time yeah. of year. I am not going to complain about doing as many events as possible. No, absolutely, right? yeah. I've got five events this week, and that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am... I, I am going to, and I was I, I, I was giving me. you the looks the entire time. I was like, this grinds my gears, well. man. You know, this is, people are coming up to me screaming in my face, yeah. you know, leaning on my leaning on my table and, you know, spilling all over it. And it's like, I didn't pour them that drink that caused them to get to that point. Mm -hmm. yeah. But someone did. Yep. And someone set up this situation to, to create that environment yep. and made it seem okay. Because if you're pouring, so at most events, if you don't know, um, for the listeners, most events, you are asked to pour quarter ounce pours, mm -hmm. quarter and ounce yeah, pours. over three four hours. If you're doing that, you're gonna you're gonna have a good buzz on for sure. But if you're if you're literally just drinking whiskey, having some water in between, um, at most events, eating a little food. Most events have food. This one did not. Um, which yeah, I think this is one a, did not. Which I think is a big mistake too. Yeah. Um, it's you're, weird. You, like you you might be like uh, you're not gonna be a mean drunk. I'll put it that way. No. But um, when you have a bar open, two bars open. <laughs> Two bars, but they can also order food, though. Yes, True. I did see food yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, people people could order, order food. That was extra yeah. food, yeah. which is extra. On yeah, their and tent. but I kind of got come up to me. He had a cocktail in one hand. I assume this is like for a friend, girlfriend, wife, whatever. Maybe he had a cocktail in one hand, uh, a pour of whatever in the other hand, like two finger pour um, from the bar, and is asking me for two samples. <laughs> uh, it's a sample per person. I'm like, I'm like, I can pour you one. Yeah. He's like, really? I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Mike, yeah. you have two drinks. Mike, you don't, even have the, you don't even have the hand space to hold this. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, Drew. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, at least in that situation, I don't know if anybody's ever come down on me for it, but at least in that situation, the law's on your side. Like, listen, man, one person, one yeah. four. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know. I don't know. You're not mo- going into the bathroom and yeah. handing that to somebody underage, yeah. even though they were most bars. Up there, in most still. bars, if there's a good bartender and you ask for like two beers at a bar, like you know, there's a line behind the bar. Like, I need two beers. Like, point to the person you're you're giving it to. I need to see their ID unless the door already checked it. Yeah, but, of course. Yeah. Um, like that's what a good bar should right. should do. But, I mean, obviously, I just get lost in the shuffle of people. Yeah. But if if you come, if you are a consumer listening to this podcast and you are coming to an event, you know. Get there early. Ha, right. It's like, yeah. ha, have fun, yeah. right? Like, the goal is to have fun, but to not, you're not trying to go nuts either. Yeah. You don't have to right? get... This is not a bachelorette party. No. Um, no. Nope. It, it, it's also not an academic tasting. I mean, I joked. True. I was like, man, I'd love them to hold one of these things in a library so I didn't have to scream over the music and Bless people. another thing. <laughs> and that's what I would say, the format. Yeah. I, and and even the customers were complaining to me about that. They're like, I like, why is the music so loud? Like, I, like, I want to have fun, but I also want to like hear you guys talk because yeah. it's not like a brewery. Most brew festivals, if you go to a brewery festival, it's just random people that are volunteering pouring. A lot of the neighborhoods associations don't allow the breweries to pour or whatever it may be in Chicago. So uh, it's just volunteers pouring, not the actual brewers or people who work for the breweries a lot of time. Sometimes they'll be standing behind the table, but you don't get to have that one-on-one interaction. Where I think whiskey events are really great, it's always it's. 90% of the time, somebody working for the distillery. Sure. There are people that hire pr- uh, promo models to pour for them um, if they don't have the people, the boots on the ground. But, you know, most of the time, like, we go to events, we're always there for our brands. And, right. you know, like, for our brands in particular, they're all unique and niche in their own ways. And you can you can learn at least one sentence about the brand. You could. But now, it, I, hold on. I instantly, in, my he- in the back of my head, start hearing, like, customer number 1259. <laughs> Being like, well, actually, I paid good money. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want you know all the whiskey I can have, Jake. Yeah. Why are you being such an uptight dick about it? I really am. It's like you know, that's that's my best like I like to customer I like voice. That. That's like how I hear everybody in my pile. head. Yeah, but it's you know, and there is something to be said about that, right? We're there to serve. We're there to get the product. Yeah, absolutely. Out. But it's I feel like there's this uh, tacit agreement that happens, right? Yeah. You want to drink whiskey. I want you to drink my whiskey, but I want you to understand what my whiskey is yep. and be able to retain at least a bullet point. Yeah. You know? The I, name, at r- least. Right, what the name. country is this from? Yeah, and, and, and it's, <laughs> it's, I don't expect everybody to sit there pinky out, sipping my no, you know, no, no. quarter-ounce yeah. sample, no, 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 no. but I also don't want three people lining up and be like, shot! I, yeah. Or wait, wait, was, that the you, event, was that the event where people were yelling the shots, 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 the LMFAO song? This last event? Yeah. Did that happen to this so. one? I don't remember. I, don't, I didn't see if that was the case. I, I believe it if it was happening. It's probably at, at uh, Concrete Cowboy like three weeks or four weeks ago maybe. No, I, I walked no? out on that event. Okay. There you go. I, I showed up I showed up, and there was a half-eaten plate of nachos and a bunch of spilled beer on the floor. Mm. And it was like, Taste. they were like, yeah, you're setting up on that table. And I'm like, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not setting up on that no, table. I'll I, see you guys later. Like I, was in, in I got a call from the guy too, and he did apologize, but I'm not doing that. I was at Whiskey and Barrel Night. I'm not afraid to say this because I don't think their events are ran very well. Um, but uh, I was in one event of theirs, and the last hour, it wasn't in Chicago, but it was, I can't remember what city it was in, to be honest with you. But, um, oh, it, the one that, you, we did three of those. Yeah, so, but it was, uh, it, the last hour was so drunk that we just stopped pouring. Like, it's like me, the second more rep, um, I can't remember who else was next to me, Westward was next to me as well, and um, some people were just like, Everyone's wasted here. Yeah, and I think that's an okay. I think it's yeah. an okay distinction to make because yeah. by the end of the night, everyone's had a lot to drink. And if you want to like wind it down a little ahead of that, yeah. like you know, that's I pack up and leave. Yeah, you, yeah. you are you are 
liable. Two that's degree. One, Two that's degree. where I wonder. It's like where where the, what, at what point is the individual distillery poor of that distillery liable for drunk driving? Legally or like emotionally? Legally. Because, because legally, I would ask I a mean, lawyer. Emotionally, I say if you. If you engage in it, you you are on the hook. You know, like, I so wouldn't be able. I don't so, know how I would feel. If about someone myself. got in a car crash and hit somebody and killed somebody from drunken driving after an event that we were all attending, are we all on the hook, or is it just That's the event, question. or is I, it the I, venue? I'm almost positive legally, it's a mix of unless they ask you to sign on to the insurance rider, which exactly. some brands have, uh, some events C-O-I. have. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I assume that the liability actually falls on them legally. But like, come on, I, I don't want to split hairs. I'm not going to sleep. I'm at not going to split hairs either. <laughs> yeah. but oh, no, no, no. So would, what I'm saying is, uh, as reps, and you know, we all have our licenses. Thing. If you're going to a whiskey event. Take a fucking Uber. Take public yeah, transportation. Take public don't transportation, ever get drive. a designated even, driver. No, or don't something. even have a designated driver because that mean, person is paying six fifty dollars to get in that event, and eventually they'll start drinking. It always drinking. happens. Yeah, mm. but, but what I'm saying is there there are way there are options in order to be responsible in your yeah. actions, and that for us, I feel, guys, is that at that event we were all just I left with an hour and a half to go. Yeah, because I'm like I'm done. Oh, you were out of alcohol too, right? Well, I, I, no. I okay, didn't. I thought you were. I personally did not. No, I did not. I just saw where it was going. I'm like, I'm not having any more mm-hmm. of this. Yep. And I just packed I up. agree. No, I mean, it was, it was well, you know, and on my way out, I saw the organizers. Like, hey, man, thanks for coming. Yeah. I'll see you, you know, next okay, time. Okay, that's good. Maybe quit. You know, so it's just one of those things. Now, do I feel terrible? No. No. I don't fucking feel terrible. Why? Because I'm not, why, why feed the fire? Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? And all you all, I don't you, need that. all really can happen to your brain at that point is it's that you're the, you're, you're the oh no or that definitely will happen or you're the asshole that won't pour them. Yeah. Right. Or you're that one thing when they have the hangover that they remember your brand synonymous <laughs> with the hangover and every time they smell it they get <laughs> sick. That like, that's like, possible I mean, too. I'll never forget Absolutely. my I'll never forget that one time with Jaeger, right? Like yeah. everyone has that yeah. one brand that one time. Jack Not Daniels that that's for me. Be, yeah. Or, okay. All right. So now now I've gone from Now I've gone from customer and I hear, you know, the organize, the event organizer in my head be like, okay, big shots. Like, how would yeah. you do it? Like, you pitch me but each. You, were you, weren't you outside of Concrete Fatboy when they confronted us that one time? No. Oh, maybe. That was Ian. It was Ian and Matt. Um, yeah, so we were standing outside of Concrete Cowboy after the event this summer. And they, one of the, like, little 24-year-old managers comes out and he's like. Okay, starts boomer. Yeah. And he's like, so, uh, no, he looked, he looked like he was, t- like, 20 years yeah, old. He and young. he comes up to us and he's like, oh, that was a good event. And then all of a sudden he's like, you guys are pouring too much. And like faulting us for not taking their tickets they were supposed to have to give us, even though like they took away my bucket to put the tickets in. And <laughs> it was just not well organized. It was a fine event. The event was actually pretty well. I thought the customers were great. Um, but Agreed. And I honestly didn't see over drinking at that event. I did not see um, But they came up to us and I'm like, all right, well, here's what you need to do. And start telling them, put them in his place. So uh, I, we do have the answers for it. It's like, okay. well, tic- yeah, I want to hear. Yeah, no, it, I want to hear it on record. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, ticket, ticket. You start with tickets so, of some sort to cut that off. Like, hey, he, if you're coming for three hours, here's 15 tickets. Let's say I don't know mm-hmm. is that fair. And don't I, sell any more. Yeah, than that quarter rounds. I mean, okay, uh, yeah. And we all been to events too where they have tickets, but it's such a well organized ran event. People don't give them your tickets, but everything's fine. It's because it's more of a it's a better consumer base, I guess. I want to call it that. Maybe it's more of an industry base too at the events. Um, it equals to what? Roughly almost four shots over, over three two, hours, two and a half three, hours. Three hours. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, you don't right? need more than that. I remember from yeah. my from for my a bass at, you know, And it is kind of weird when you walk around into an event and let's say there's a hundred booths there. 
and you only have like 15, 20 tickets, like, well, how do I choose? Well, and I think a program Price. is huge to that, right? Ooh. So have everybody listed, and this is just, this is about planning, right? When I walk into an event, yeah. and they have all, the, they have us at numbered tables, and they, the, yeah. the tables have, you know, a listing of yeah. all the brands poured, so you're not pouring anything that isn't on that list, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I think it lets people walk in and kind of take stock, just like when you walk into an amusement park, which mm. I've never done, but I, I've heard about these things. There's just <laughs> maps that say, Harrison walks into an amusement park by himself. Uh, no, I've never been to an amusement park, honestly. It's weird. <laughs> I'm afraid of roller coasters anyway, so. But, um, right, but it. you walk in and you can say, okay, I am here. Yeah. You know, here are all the tables. I've got 15 tickets. What's on my wish list? Yeah. There you go. You know, yeah. what, what do I really need to try and what do I already. Well, no. No and so many it. events ask you for your poor list before the event and like True. company branding and all this stuff. But like, do you ever see it? I did it, yesterday at Benny's, but Benny's is obviously. Yeah. The one, yeah, the one time I saw it was um, the Whiskey Barrel Night. They had a program. A program. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, but that was a, I mean, I'm, I've seen him before, but that was the last time I've seen yeah, it's Yeah, and it's fine if you do it. I know I, I work with some other event agencies that do it. Every time they ask for your stuff, they know they know my company well. We have yeah. a good relationship, so they always have us on the poor list and on their social media. But putting it on a website, your website saying, like, oh, this is what we're, who's going to be here tonight? It's that's not advertising. Not, that's it's, not organization. Exactly. It's not enough. Um, customers need a program for that, definitely. Or even yeah. if it's a, even like a... If it's a very large event, you can make a little like map diagram and have dots with a number and a key to it where mm-hmm. the brands are you want to go visit so you know where they are. All right, so tickets are mandatory. I think we, we agree that they're... But you can't sell any more than what you get originally. Uh, oh, oh, where people go back and like, oh, you yeah, can buy 10 more, more tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. Hard yeah. 15. Right? This is so it. You buy your ticket price. It comes with this it many... Comes with so many so Three-hour event. Max, max ticket sales. Right. So you can't like the general admission yeah. after you've already sold like your number of tickets you thought you were going to sell. Um, I, I would I would venture you know like if you have a big line at the door and let's say only 300 or 500 guests show up and it's an hour and a half into the event okay that's a different story I mean like what's well, you have to you have to almost look at that but yeah but if you're selling the tickets in advance you've already got those people's true, money I guess yeah I mean yeah I mean it, yeah you're right you're right you have to cut it off I guess yeah you're you gotta right. cut it off man. yeah you gotta so, be yeah. no double dipping on ticket on tickets to refill like uh, no. drink tickets I should yeah. say no you yeah. should specify that's different from no admission. accepting of doubles hey I'll give you two tickets for a double pour no oh, no, no ooh hmm now hang on if you have a if we're well, following all the rules. If we're following all yeah, the rules here, right? Mm. And somebody says, listen, there's, I have 15 tickets for this event. And yeah. that's a, a number we've pulled out of thin air. That's yeah, yeah. not like, I, no. I don't know mm-hmm. what, what a good number would be. But fine, I have 15 tickets. And there's only three things here that interest me. So I'm going to get, I paid for them. I'm going to get my mm. quarter ounce pours. And, and again, it's, you know, a double meaning half an ounce. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm, I'm a little bit more amenable to that. Yeah, I am too. As long as I'm, t- I'm taking the tickets. You yeah. know, that's one. I don't know. I meant my, mine is in timing because, like, towards the end of the show, oh, everyone's yeah. trying to get as much as possible, yeah. whatever mm. it is. And that's just like, come on. If I have faith that everyone else is taking tickets and that's genuinely their, their and that ticket, individual is, here's, I mean, seems coherent. I'm, I'm, next I'm, to you two. Events that have tickets, that. which aren't that many these days, they used to, I feel like, four years ago. Cups used, used to have, yeah. Um, but uh, I was, I, I was agree, always, yeah. I was never really one good at asking for the tickets a lot of the time. But nowadays, if we are a ticket event, I'm more conscious of it because yeah. not ticket. so many events do it. Yeah. But it also puts it back on us. If we want to not complain about people being drunk, people being assholes, or whatever it may be, there are measures. Follow the are, rules, that and that. Taken, but yeah. So. so if you want to, if if an event organizer wants to f- figure this out, the ticket at least puts it back on your vendors in that in that essence. And when, the ticket, the ticket price should include some sort of food. 
Yeah, I think so too. You know, um, food should be included some way somehow. Yeah, I. You know, even yeah. if it's just fucking charcuterie or whatever the Especially fuck. Especially events that are you charging know, us to be there as well. And, yeah, and if and they're again, charging I, us, I, I agree. I hate to, I hate to, you know, give Binnie's the old reach around, but like, yep, they they always do. There's they always crackers. Always, oh always, no, yeah, great. I mean, there's, there's always, right, there's always yeah. something to just eat. Please, goodness, eat something always. while you're doing there's this. There's always yeah. there and, to uh, eat. Uh, you know, okay. In, Indie Spirits in Chicago, or not Chicago, but in New York this year, um, it's a lot smaller than Chicago. It's mm-hmm. only about 45, 50 distilleries um, in a smaller space. But there is a table, um, I mean, for people that aren't here, but there's a table about as big as half of two parts of these bars that had food on it the entire time that was filled. And I'm like, this is great. And it was right in the middle, so mm-hmm. everyone kind of could always come back to it. Um, and always pass it, grab a cracker, grab a piece of cheese, whatever it may be, yeah. to get something in their belly. I mean, like, uh, and then for us as vendors, you got to keep us hydrated, man. Oh, that's a good point. I, I, you I know, had one water the entire time. I had time. one water this no last one came, Saturday. No one came over to my table and asked, Are you, do you need None anything? None of them said, okay? hey, yeah. do you need... I mean, that's like, garbage? Uh, no, you just took it five mon- minutes yeah, ago, but sucks. I can <laughs> use the water. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah, Actually, the garbage guy was great for me. Um, but that was oh, the, yeah, that I mean, was, he was, well, he like, was now, on now I, think, I think we're getting into, now we're talking about, like, our our individual rider. No, 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 no not no, a rider. No, because it's, you have to talk for three hours. You're talking for three hours. No, no, I don't feel... Keep me hydrated. I don't feel like that's enough of a rampant problem compared to... That's true. ...some of the other stuff. I don't... Not a rampant problem. It's a... put it on my own. Yeah, we can bring all our you, own. All you do is put a, a no, but all you have That's to do true. is true. We can bring our own. You can bring That's your true. own. But put a picture of water. Like there was that table behind us, like four vendors where we were at Harrison, and you, all you do is put a picture of water there. Come back over, keep your place in it. Like, yeah. it's not that hard. I, I agree, though. There should be there something, should be something yeah. for us. I think on my list, and a lot of, of events do on my list of demands. That's definitely sure. It, it's reasonable. Yeah. I just think it's like it's. For a personal demand, it's, uh, it's, which is one of the very few ones. These are I'm talking like these are all obviously over the whole scope of the event itself. Mm-hmm. For individual, uh, I guess requests when it comes to vendors, water would be a good one. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah. I think uh, also. So what are you guys putting on your first whiskey fest? Key in the lake, key in the I lake, about it, actually. whiskey fest. You got. I'm looking around the space up here. It's like you know they don't have a license for it. They don't have a license oh. for it. Well, we could, uh, there's a hospitality group I could use to. I'm sure there's somebody we the yeah. catering right. group. Yeah. Um, I actually was thinking about that. That but, would be fun. Um, Jamie, if you want to help me put that on. Since Shout out to Jamie. Um, <laughs> when you need something. <laughs> also, uh, heavy security at events. Uh, there is not enough security at events for the most part. There uh, actually was at this last event. Have, you, have you had a yeah. at an event you've had an issue where yeah. somebody's really come out? I, I have not, thankfully. Wow. I um, almost got into a fight about a month ago at an event. Wow. Yeah. Trying to take his hat. Try to oh that that hat. <laughs> they were uh, some assholes were pouring my bottles while I went to the bathroom, um, and yeah, they just grabbed his shit and start pouring themselves. Yeah. Well, and and um, I, I will give credit to certain events okay. where constantly they're checking up and you're like, hey, yeah. you need a bathroom break? Like yeah. I can watch your table for a exactly. second. Yeah. Um, I do I do appreciate when they do that. Um, yeah, because usually it's I don't us have to alone because right? they don't fucking hydrate me. So you know, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, well, you do little. I'd love to go to the bathroom, but I don't. I'm need also to go amazed to the that on the lack of drink. Like, I think I had maybe one small pour of whiskey that that event on Saturday. I, I didn't have a I, drop. I, I, the amount I don't drink anymore at events, like 
Yeah, I showed up. I showed up late because it wasn't clear that there was a VIP hour ahead of time. So I showed up what I thought was there a was half hour an early. Email Harrison. Yeah, well, not on the Facebook invite, which read, is what I was your looking emails, at the Harrison. night before. Read your emails. emails, please. Emails, please. Shout out to my main man please. Lee Garber. He's always up on the uh, well, you, on you, the emails. You laugh. I reached out to him for that event. Like, I, <laughs> so I voluntarily like Same. jumped on that event last Shout minute. Shout out to my man I Ike Players Association. R- always the manager of the God on his emails yeah. as well. I'll, I'll give Lee the credit. That's who I was talking about when there's always somebody <laughs> tap it on your table and be like, hey, you need a bathroom break. That's you want to know how I know there's security Lee's there? He's a kid, man. Oh. Because you have to call him? <laughs> no, because the lead of security is my jeweler. <laughs> oh, that's right. Wait, 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 wait. You wait, pointed wait, him wait, out wait, when wait. we were there. You have Jake a and I were the only, well, the the guy only I people there my on engagement time. ring from. Okay, okay, but you've you purchased one thing from Twice. them. Ben, it's a whole thing, Harrison. <laughs> Wait till you get married. <laughs> okay, wait. So you, you, you haven't been engaged twice. You're saying that there's... No, no. You see buy a, a, an engagement ring and a wedding band. Two different things. So he bought I know. Two things. Blew my head, too. Wait, 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 wait. So the engagement ring the engagement is ring with a diamond ring. on yes. it, right? right. That's yeah. like the this big, is a like, wedding will band. you? Yeah. yeah. And then okay. the one that you give her at the ceremony is the band. It's not the same one? No. no. Why do you need two? I don't fucking know, man. You've... Cracked, you're asking the question that no guy can answer. Like, I've been best man in five weddings, and I, I guess I've never even yeah. noticed that. that noticed I just that? thought they took the engagement ring off and handed it back to me <laughs> to give them in the... Same are you here. serious? Same here. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, so, uh, yeah, anyway, so my, my jeweler, <laughs> he uh, he had mentioned when we were buying... He worked at the Godfrey that's funny. as um, he, he runs the door um, to the bar upstairs, and, yeah, he... There he was. That's so was funny. Did he recognize you at all at any point in time? No, I think he's kind of. I, mean, I well, Brad, I have nothing against you. My wife, though, um, <laughs> she had a bad <laughs> run in last what time with him. So we, had, we were not as, as a jeweler or security, because now I have as questions. Jeweler. <laughs> jeweler, he forgot one of her appointments, and she showed up, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And oh, okay, because I was gonna say I, you get bounced from a bar. He tried you know. to rectify the situation by like giving her a good discount on a ring, and she just thought it was too rude that he forgot. And I'm like, whatever. You vindictive woman, <laughs> Tina Petty. There you go. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. But um, but I think he's. I think he might have recognized. I was wearing a hat I too. Just, though. I just. You're always wearing that hat, though. I would recognize <laughs> you in a crowd because of that hat. It's true. And again, there's pictures on the website. Is there? Are there? Do you have a regular ball cap? A bunch of them. I used to wear them. I still wear them a lot. I see. I see you in two different outfits as we go off. I, go, I see you in the the Mr. Rogers cardigan with the hat on, and then the Lakers jersey and like Ooh. in like shorts that you like <laughs> wear around the house with no shoes. Like, those are the two outfits I've ever seen you in. I mean, don't laugh. Those Wilson. are his Wilson, pajamas. It's, it's that jacket that you're wearing and that hat, which again is a Union horse hat. That, so you that, know you're repping. That repping. jersey. Uh, I just found that, that that day and was like, I'm wearing this. <laughs> Where'd you day. find it outside? My closet. See, and in my mind, it's like a cartoon character's closet where you just open up the closet and there's like 16 <laughs> versions of the exact same sweater and hat. You have like multiples of those hats, and then just like 16 of those Lakers hats, jerseys. It's two hats. You ever see Doug Funny's closet? I love Doug Funny's yeah. closet. Yeah, it's just sweater vests <laughs> and shorts. Does they, where does that show take vests. place? There's snow in that love. show, and he only has shorts. No. That's bad parenting. I thought you wore pants. I, I think maybe in the Think Big music video, he was wearing a big old zoot suit to bring it all <laughs> circle. What was the, the beats? Uh, oh, uh, I Need More Allowance, Yodelehi Who, or, Yodelehi. Uh, or uh, what's the, uh, the other one? Um, Oh my gosh! I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Now you're like, this on is, that? Yeah, it'll come back. It'll come back to me when we get to a totally different. Patty, <laughs> Patty Mayonnaise is hot. So hot right now. Who is oh. Patty Mayonnaise? Well, now we're talking about cartoon characters. Patty this is this is that was tough. his love interest. Jesus, that sounds oh. nasty. 
I'm that's kind of weird, actually. I'm sorry, it's not Howdy Doody, which is what was on TV when you were a <laughs> it's kid. Howdy like Doody. All right, that's my last no, age joke. Bozo was my shit. Mm. <laughs> the Bozo Show, bro. Um, Fucking a, but well, that shit was the we, bomb. Have we sold anything when it comes to whiskey? No, we no, never do on these podcasts. But that's the beauty of it. We're mm. just having. Have the we thoughts sold any whiskey or solved any whiskey event problems? Well, we just might have to have a Keena Lake problem. Yeah, I think I think you guys got to have it. I think I next thought it'd actually really cool to have um, vendors from who've been on the podcast to do like a Keena Lake festival. Yeah, Keena Lake t- tasting. You know, put it on us to actually fill the place up. And uh, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be hard. I, I just don't know how much money. it Cost to do that. <laughs> what do you well, mean? I mean for what? You know, just well, you'd have to hire a hospitality service to uh, piggyback. Like we did like in Beguile, for instance. We'd right. have to use their catering license, what? and then they'd probably throw it on. What? Just call Lee. Be like, hey, Lee. <laughs> Lee, you, you know how to put these things together. Just yeah. we're going to slap yeah. our name on top of it. Yeah. Mm. Use your mailing list, and you're going to fit our rules, the rules that you guys just came up with. And here are going to be the rules of it, and we'll put, your, we'll put your proverbial money where your mouth is. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, listen, I, I think count me in get, for a table. Yeah, count man. me in for a table. I, I would love to see, that would be fun. after everything we just discussed. But they, I still can't, need, they don't have a catering, they don't have a catering license. No, they're still going to have to like, piggyback on some venue. But yeah, I mean, the venue, I, I think it would be cool, though, to do it at a place like this. But it can only fit like 75 people up here. I guess that's the only problem. At a time. I think mm. I think there's a place to do. It. I'm sure we can time. find a place to do it between the three of us and uh, and also I guess Matt because you know he'll be a part of it as well. We can just Matt, pretty much Matt hates it. consumer events. Yeah, <laughs> Matt does hate consumer. Well, probably for the same reason really we just does. sat here and, and complained about them though. No, he hates it because no, 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 he doesn't he think just, sales come from it. He doesn't. Well, it's like yeah, duh. Like okay, and I mean, how guess many times what? have guess you been what? at Benny's that you were there for three hours and you don't sell a cigarette? Okay, how many no. times have I stood up in front of a sales force at Breakthrough or Southern yeah. and and spent an entire morning trying to put together a sales pr- presentation and incentive for them and no sales came from that either? No exactly. Like, look, I pulled my incentives. I, I, pu- I put it into the pricing. I, I, just, yeah. I, think, I think at that point you're... you're th- Throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, it's a whole other conversation. Yeah, <laughs> but I would love to see. The, I you, count me in. Count me in for a table. There it is. Uh, Look at that. Lakes, Maybe next, uh, next spring, spring, summer. Spring. Yeah, I mean, sometime in 2020. We're not doing it now. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I have to go to New York to do media training, so I can't do it now. You have to oh, do good. A media Hopefully training. Hopefully, they teach you how to structure a podcast. That's what I was going to say. All right, so that's hope, it. I'm sorry. I was hoping they want to come back on this show once in a while. Well, um, yeah, definitely. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Maybe Thanks we'll, for having me. Yeah, anytime. Um, hopefully, we solve something in life. I don't know. Thanks uh, for the pours. I think, it, I think if one thing you can take away from this as a consumer, if you're not in the industry, you learn how to go to a whiskey festival yeah. and be proper. Yeah, and some great movie stuff that I didn't even fucking know no, about. No, I disclude that. And, and to be fair, saying. to be fair, if uh, if you don't do that, we're just going to talk shit about you all. To, like all the tables <laughs> get together after you leave. If you're don't a dick and a whiskey, guy. Guy. don't be that guy. guy. We we talk about you. You know who you are, George. It's no. It's um. <laughs> oh my god. There's probably some guy named George. Who is that? that? Like, Who's going to be like? Oh no! They're calling me out. Those assholes. Who Sorry, are they? I'm wearing a George Remus t-shirt. I'm going t-shirt to the on Friday at 1 p.m. to kill them. No. Oh goodness. I'm out of here. It's past that time. Uh, no, but it is uh, always fun to go to Whiskey Fest and ask questions. And we, we love to be we love to be communicative with you guys and, you know, not just tell you about 
our brands that tell you about whiskey in general and hopefully make you better consumers overall because we're trying to spread the good word of whiskey, not just our brands. I agree. Uh, for Harrison, who represents um, MGP, one of the finest distilleries in all the land, um, and Wilson, who represents Union Horse Distillery Co., which is a great distillery out of Lenexa, Kansas. Go check that out. Buy both of their brands. Um, completely different stuff, but great American products. And you can check out the brand that I represent, Star Award Whiskey. Uh, that you resent? Represent. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't resent them. Um, Sorry. Not now. Not forever. <laughs> but uh, check that out, too. Buy some good single malt Australian whiskey. And uh, for that, guys, thank you for listening. Love all the participation. And once again, if you'd like to rate and review us on iTunes or any service where you find podcasts, that would be great because we are trying to get that McDonald's money. McDonald's money, yo. Get that number nine. Everybody, have a good rest of your week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.